This is an Alternerd Reality Podcast. What is up, everyone, and welcome to AFK Anonymous, an Alternerd Reality Podcast. I am your host, Hebrew Hammer, and I am, of course, joined by Spider Guy 22. What is up today, buddy? Not a lot. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good, but unfortunately, I am missing our good buddy again this week, Chewburger84. Uh, we have some sad news about Chewburger84. He died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> But no, he uh, he is actually going to be taking a leave of absence from this podcast, at least for a little bit, uh, because parenting, he discovered, is difficult. <laughs> so That's... he is getting uh, bogged down with a lot of the other podcasts that we have still going on, which he's still involved with. But this one was the easiest for him to take a break on right now. So mm-hmm. he is doing that. He's still, he'll still be playing. Anyone that's in our guild knows that. But it's going to be um, not as much as before. So... He's going to be hopping in occasionally until he comes back. So yeah, yeah. Uh, shameless plug: we mm-hmm. talk about fatherhood in this recent episode of P and P. We do, and that was just released two days ago, a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually, I don't know if you've checked our Discord. <laughs> shameless plug again. <laughs> <laughs> this is really organic. Discord.me forward slash A and R. If you want to check it out, but we have gotten. A lot of really uh, cool feedback on that one. So if you're a father and a gamer, especially, check that out. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though. <laughs> now, <laughs> this is going to, to the segue. actual game. Well, yeah, this is going to end up segueing a little bit into another plug. But um, <laughs> we're going to be doing so we got another review. We've had lots of reviews for the podcast already. All five stars. and We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, the most recent one coming from Husky Pete, who rates it five stars and says, amazing. This podcast is a great resource for anyone playing this really, really fun game. I rate it five Badens. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> now, Husky Pete is, uh, just for the sake of honesty, Husky Pete is our is a guild member of ours. <laughs> he does love the show. And he'll probably be on the show at some point, too, because he's been begging to be on it. So we'll for sure do that. But... I've been meaning to do this for a little bit. So anyone that is looking for a kind of newer guild, um, we have a very high-end guild right now called a, uh, what is this? Rainbow Buds. Unicorn Death Squad. Baby, no. yeah. Yeah, our main one is called Rainbow Unicorn Death Squad. Um, but we have a new feeder alliance now, which will pull people from it as we need. And it's also a great place for, for newer members. And that is Baby Unicorn Death Squad. That is B <laughs> period, U period, D period, S period. So um, either come to the Discord, message me or Spider or Chew, and, uh, or just you know search for it in the game. Either way, if you want a place to join and you've been looking for one, come there. We're filling up with that one very quickly. So uh, be quick about it if you want. And that's it. Now we're getting on to the really, really good stuff. And thank you very much, Husky Pete. We appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, that's our episode. Actually, there's nothing going on in this game this week. Thanks that's for it. listening, everyone. Uh, that's all the information you need to know about the game. <laughs> Shameless plug week. <laughs> all yeah. right. So we are going to go ahead and continue with the episode now. Uh, 
we're going to talk about... Oh, we already did show updates, so we're going to talk about the play updates. So we have... This has been a massive week. We did miss last week because we were trying to figure out everything with Chew. But Mm -hmm. regardless, we've had a huge week. So there's so much information coming out. Um, Yeah. All right, so now we're going to go to play updates. So, Spider, what have you been up to in the game so far? Any progress? Yeah, so I'm going to make this really, really fast because there's yeah. actually a lot to <laughs> to, yeah, to go through. <laughs> um, I finally got over the 180 hump. Uh, I did it doing... Uh, I just The pulls just naturally led me to uh, getting Numisu to uh, Mythic Plus. And then mm-hmm. the moment I had enough dust and everything saved to get everyone to 200. So now I'm in the 200 hump. It happened literally 30 seconds after each other. <laughs> so uh, that was great. It was all good. And then uh, I decided to go and focus on faction towers a little bit uh, over the past couple of days, and I nice. am now around level seventy for all of them. So very nice, very nice. Yeah, for me, um, are you done with your spiel? I don't want to. Yeah, I'm gonna just rub something in uh, before uh, recording, and we were going over. Yeah. Uh, I know you said you needed a Brutus, and then I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I have enough for a temple. Pulled it and then got a Brutus. I just want to Pulled throw that right out to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> you can. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take my Brutus and smack you across the face. Oh <laughs> yeah, this guy's a dick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so for me, uh, obviously, I need a Brutus. Been looking for a Brutus for a while now to get him up to ascended. I just need one more copy. So, but <laughs> that will be rectified um, very soon, thanks to yeah. something I will be talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I. Flew in progress these past two weeks. Um, I was, I think, I think I was twenty, chapter twenty before. Yeah, I, no, I just got into chapter twenty. I had just cleared twenty one the last time we were here. No, I just got into twenty one because I yeah. had just released Mythic. So yeah, or uh, Mythic Plus rather. So yeah, I just got into twenty one uh, before, and now I at am at twenty two thirty. I blew past everything else because. I finally was able to upgrade my Shamira to 240, and everyone else was pulled up to 200. And I mean, I can't even describe how easy it was to actually climb up there. It was amazing. It was a great feeling. Um, so that means that you're you're going to be feeling like that too soon. I'm sure. You just need to get over that next hump. Yeah, and I'm still stuck on uh, at 20. Um, the the back half of twenty, uh, I've just started hitting those sustain nodes we've been mentioning, where it's mm-hmm. uh, Olmus and Nomura right behind, and a Tassi, and it's just like uh, it's annoying. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it makes sense because twenty was the hardest for me because I was saving up all my resources for mm-hmm. twenty one, like all my guild points and everything like that, so I could just start um, yep. increasing to my Mythic Plus gear, and it worked out incredibly well. That combined with getting over the level hump just oh, it was amazing so yeah. you'll hit that soon but um other than that i also brought up i think i'm in like the 280s now for tower and then for individual towers i think i'm at like 90 in one case i'm actually to 100 i think or just below okay. 100 so i've made pretty good progress in there too um kind of stalled out on campaign right now at like 2231 i believe so yeah, it's still not bad though yeah i'm actually right behind chew again oh man yeah but it's because i'm back at the uh the basic level yeah exactly (laughs) (sighs) um (laughs) but anyways so that has been our play update we'll go ahead and move on to the next thing which is our lab correction 
Um, yeah. Yeah. You want to go ahead and, and mention that? You can eat crow. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the one who looks like the idiot. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, um, sometimes we say things and they're incorrect. We are not the most intelligent people. Uh, as obviously we make uh, phallic jokes with hero names. We're clearly very thoughtful with our words. Um, and one of the things we said when we did our lab episode is that we said items don't stack. That was incorrect. Yeah. Um, in fact, I laughed about it. I was like, of course items don't stack at low. What OP shit is that? Yeah. And, uh, so they do uh, indeed stack. And one of when we post on Reddit, one of the users, uh, Sand86ID, uh, Sand86id, whatever. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for calling us out and making me actually pay attention to that. And I was like, oh, no, they do stack. Um, and ever since then, it's actually opened up. I've been like, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to stack as much stuff as possible just to see how it feels. Haste I get whenever I see it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, you know, we're always learning. I don't mind admitting when we're wrong and making mistakes. So please call us out. Uh, you know, this is this is a community. <laughs> yeah, we're still players, too. We, we learn as we go. We probably should have learned that one a little while ago. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, point point is, is that uh, now everyone knows if you didn't know. Now you do know. Uh uh, items in or relics stack in general so yeah that is there are a still a handful of them that do not but they will yeah. explicitly mention it so exactly yeah that's true all right so now let's go ahead and move on to yeah the most exciting thing which is we have finally our new patch notes that have been coming out i think we've all been waiting for this it's it's been another long time for patch release which i think is because you know it's a big implementation of of new stuff mm-hmm. for this one. We saw that with the mercenaries, the mercenaries update took a long time. So yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm pretty yeah. excited about this one. So we'll go from, I guess, least exciting to most exciting. Sure. Works for me. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're just going to go through a lot of this and there's some other things we're going to skip over. Uh, we will be skipping over the new heroes for now. Uh, we already kind of did Lorson with a uh, with a data mine, and we're gonna go ahead and save Orthros. Orthros, yeah. O- Orthros uh, for next week. Um, but the least exciting thing here is they have a smart ascension system now, which will bring your characters automatically to epic status if possible. I'm actually not too excited for this. I actually think it's a bad thing if I'm being honest, because you should be paying attention to your blues and your uh, blue pluses because you should be holding on to them to properly save them so you can ascend almost immediately or not ascend, but get them to legendary for fodder material quickly. If you're doing, if you're just smashing that smart ascension button, I feel like it's not going to take that into account. Yeah. It's it's efficient. It's just not optimal. I would say. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, I wouldn't use it. I, I honestly enjoy uh, spending my time leveling up or I mean, uh, you know, yeah, call it evolving my characters. Evolving isn't right, but I'm using it here because I can't think of the proper term. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> ascending the characters. So yeah, I, I wouldn't want anyone else touching it because I, I like I'm very particular with how I do it. So and I, I think that you know doing that actually increases your knowledge of the game too. So I would recommend yeah. that you go without it. But if you're looking for just a you know like smash, I want this as quick as possible. Go for it. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Keep going. Next thing, uh, the tab, the tavern bargain event is no longer an event. It is now just straight permanent. Yeah, I didn't expect. And this that is something one. I, I think we said in a few episodes ago. Is like I hope they make this permanent because it's just it's useful. So, uh, yeah, free. I mean, free stuff. It rewards you for your pools. 
yeah, I mean, I'm happy about it. Just, yeah, free shit, just as you said. So you can't go wrong with that. And I would have been, we had had it for so long that I, mm-hmm. I would have been feeling like something was missing if they took it away from me. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing here is the injection of the signature item resources, which I do feel you cruise through the first few levels, but then on the back half, like you can really yeah. feel how slow it is if you're focusing on leveling those, those up. So this is, I think, the best way to get those materials right now. Yeah, especially since like you level up like your one main character really quick, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's like, oh my god, because you had yeah. a hu- we had a huge influx at the beginning, but now it's like, oh my god, it's going to take yeah. me forever to level up a second person, let alone yeah. you know, fifty others. Um, yeah, and we've seen some people. Just kind of going off of signature items real fast and not going down the rabbit hole. Uh, some people have asking what signature items to go for. I would actually just like wait, <laughs> um, honestly, until you feel like there's a signature item that really like amplifies character, like Rowan or uh, I think Lucius is really good personally. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, just because you can get the item doesn't mean you should. If I'm being honest. Yeah. No, I, I've actually firmly agree with that because it really is dependent on your situation because mm-hmm. i mean you really want to attach it to people that are you're going to be using and the people that you're going to be using now and the current state of the game is just whoever you are lucky enough to get enough copies of really correct so yeah, yeah you really kind of want to just attach it to the people that you find yourself using the most you know some characters are still more viable at a lower ascension tier usually supports you know, people that are kind of in the back, but, um, yeah, you know, a lot of times later on in the game, trust me, it makes a difference. So that is, I think that's a future episode for us. Yeah. Just kind of go through signature items and say which ones we think are pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. Or I might make a YouTube video on it too. Maybe you and I could both make a YouTube video on it. Oh, we can collab on a YouTube video together. That'll be your first one. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We'll see. Oh, I'm, I'm shy now. Um. <laughs> well, uh, we'll just take out our baitings and it'll be okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So what's the next thing on the list? Uh, so the next thing is going to be the Celestial Isle event. Um, yes. So I think this is very useful. I don't see it as being like very exciting to necessarily like I interact think, with. I think it's I think it's super exciting. Oh, I just think it's a slot machine. <laughs> well maybe that's why i think it's exciting i don't know i think it's cool yeah. i think it's cool because it's kind of like uh i don't know i just get to like my fate feels more in my hands than it has before okay that's how they get you um <laughs> although i guess that's 100 percent wrong though because yeah we'll explain why and then i'll explain why that's 100% yeah, yeah. So, wrong. so basically whenever you complete your dailies uh you'll be getting an amount of keys i think it's basically uh, I haven't seen any screenshots of the keys yet, but it's going to amount to 40 keys over eight days. And those keys will allow you to basically, uh, there's a grid. Um, it is a six by six grid, and it will allow you to tap on a square and flip it over. And each square has different, um, like a different item underneath it. And all the items honestly are pretty good. There's actually not that much gold in here. It's mostly gems, um, purple, purple shards, some dust, some scrolls, some items, stuff. Um, and the biggest part of this, and some diamonds as well. Yeah. Uh, the biggest part of this, though, is the characters. Um, and if you get the character, you can immediately go on to a new grid. 
And the characters that are being made available are, for the most part, are all really solid. Like, these are all characters I think we can comfortably say have mm-hmm. a very solid place in almost any comp. Yeah, I um, agree. So, um, can you hit us up you with should the list? Be, yeah, yeah. I'll let you go through the list. But okay. uh, hypothetically, if you're doing everything, you should be getting through at least one grid, which means you should be getting at least, uh, you know, one shard of an epic of a pretty decent character. Yeah, exactly. And for for me, at least, <laughs> I am pretty excited about uh, the character selection because mm-hmm. these are who we currently see as being it. If the, uh, uh, the not the data mine. Yeah, the screenshot. Beta. Uh, the be- yeah, from the beta. The screenshot from the beta is correct. So mm-hmm. uh, we have Rosaline. No. No, Gwyneth. Gwyneth, thank you. <laughs> all those light, bur- all, all those light bare blonde white, girls that yeah, look the white, same. White blonde women. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Gwyneth, um, Fox, Brutus, and then we have... Antandra. Antandra, Antandra. Yeah, Antandra. Yeah. And then we have uh, Gorif, I believe his name Gorbis. is. Gorvis. Yeah. N- Ninja Turtle. Yeah, Ninja Turtle dude on the Wilders team. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sirius. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, he really is Aquaman. Yeah. Um, uh, Kalthor. <laughs> I should have. I, I should never put you on the spot like this. No, uh, it's Kalthor. Well, it's because in my head I just have like you know like I have stupid terms for them like emo boy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's like my my super tryhard emo guy. And then uh-huh. we have Nara. Oh, uh, my wife. Okay, go ahead. Your your <laughs> wife. Yeah. Do you want she's, to explain that one? I don't know. Uh, my wife is alive, by the way. I don't know. I she's like my favorite character in the game. What? Wait, hold on. Wait. Say, ex- give me more information on this. I'm confused. I really like this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how. Like, I think oh, I've said this before. Okay. No, I, I thought I that professed, you were. Yeah, you're right. I've professed my love for Nero on this podcast before, where I think she is extremely underrated and extremely good. Yeah, no, you have, and you're right, she is. I was thinking for some reason that you're telling me now, like, your wife is, like, an emo uh, girl <laughs> like this, and I was like, really? Like, this is kind of like your wife? All right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, she's all stitched up. Yeah. Uh, she's very cold to the touch. Yeah, she's um, into, like, hanging a, out of graveyards and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, she's really into chain play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just normal stuff, yeah. <laughs> well, so then uh, after that, we, of course, have uh, Mahira. Which is the yes. Hypogean girl. And mm-hmm. then we have Athalia, which is our classic, really, really, really good um, Celestial. She's mm-hmm. I, I, I see her get better and better every time whenever I uh, either play against her or I even use her in uh, the levels that I'm I I keep refusing to farm her. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling <laughs> you know. right now. I know. One thing you should always do in that, what is the name of that? The League Championship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where you get the coin for that passively. Yeah. Whenever you go to that store, you see, even though it's a high number, it's the, the 20. I don't do it. The 250,000. I know. Do it. Only do her. I promise you, you will not regret it. That is the person you should always get whenever you farm. I will acknowledge your suggestion and I will admit it's the smarter decision. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to talk to me about characters that you're just flat out refusing to farm. Yeah, from fair. another game. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like her character. Uh, I just yeah, don't. I, I, don't, I just don't have the patience. So I've been farming Grizzul. 
because um, I really like him personally. So. Luckily, I have been. I I understand why you farm him, especially he's he's very good on um, like Riz and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, he definitely has his merits, and especially now with the signature item, he's he's very good. But he's no Athalia yes. at the end of the day, and she's I know to farm. So. I know. There's so many times in a scenario, I'm like, I just wish I could go straight to that back line and just and annihilate and cause the disruption. Yeah, and she does that. Plus, that ult is just ugh. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Oh, yeah. Now we need to talk about the Celestial Isles event. So you already did a little bit of that. We, but. we did. Yeah. So basically, you'd pick one of those characters. And um, the the catch to this is you cannot get the um, Athalia or Mihira until you go through one grid. Right. You can only unlock them on the second island or later. Yes. But you do get to select the character that's going to uh, populate into the grid. Correct. And you I don't think you can change it either once you put it in there. I think it's locked in no. once you Correct. Once you do that. But so the, the silver lining here is that if you're very lucky, you can actually make this thing work for you like crazy, this event. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. like let's say on the third try you pulled, you know, your character on each <laughs> island, you're gonna be getting like every character on here that's offered. It's gonna be amazing. That'll never happen, except for probably one guy who I'm gonna scream at if you ever reveal yourself and give me proof. But (laughs) like for me, I'm probably just going to get one person. But that's pretty typical for, you know, um, you know, non paying players. We usually get just one character per event of our choice. So it stays on point with that. gives us a lot of extra Mm -hmm. other goodies and the potential for even more characters, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I will say this. If you were looking to drop, I'm sure they're going to have some way to drop a little bit of cash for extra keys. Of course. Oh, always. Yeah. So whales Com- are probably going to go crazy on this event. Comparatively for this, I do think this is probably one of the better events we've seen. Because even if you're mm-hmm. dropping the cash, you're still possibly going to get like 500 gems or possibly, you know, a faction scroll or something like that. Like it's not the worst idea, depending on the pricing. Um, I think this is the best event for free-to-play players. I think yeah. that this is a real game of high-risk, high-reward for whales. So, but even, even on the low end, like of you not getting quote unquote rewarded, like you're still getting mm -hmm. lots of other good stuff. But yeah, I mean, like this is something where if you are like spending money, you could really clean up on this event. Yeah. So, um, if you're going to invest in an event, this, this might still be a good one too. Or this would be the better one out of many of them before I would say to do it. Uh, so really quickly, um, who are you going to focus on? Brutus. I I know the answer. Yeah. I want that Brutus so I can have, this is finally my time to target brutus and get his ass up to ascended so i can bring mm-hmm. everyone up to uh 220 yeah so, uh and i think this is the first time brutus has been made available in an event actually as an option i think there was one other event a while ago where you could pick like almost anyone or it had okay. a huge pool and i and he was on there i believe okay but either way it's good to see him back on there because uh newer players um you might want to consider him as as one of the characters to to pick because he is so good. Um, I, yeah. I don't know if you want to, you know, he's, he's one of the better characters because of that passive that he has. He's one of the better characters, I think, that would work as a front line with with a lower tier still attached to him, you know? Yeah, correct. Because he always has those X amount of seconds of invulnerability, exactly. which is what you need. Exactly. So, um, I mean, I will say, I, I think his stock is, as the game goes on, it begins to drop as we have... Uh, different counters to him and right yeah, now we have 
we technically have two in the game to my knowledge uh, actually mm-hmm. three with some of the signature items but yeah um you know fox and nara right nara are hard counters to him yeah so. exactly yeah i love using fox on him all the time i love using nara on him all the time. <laughs> but either way he still kill he, he wrecks it for me and um you know at my current stage so i'm glad for yeah. that we'll see if that continues on but uh that's the way it is for now so let's go ahead and move on to the next big news which is the new guild design so yeah. this is an interesting one yeah and i don't think we have all the pieces yet yeah, I think more needs to be explained about this. Uh, so this is going to be, we believe, part of the pillage and plunder event that's going to be coming. And I, I'm, I think we're in agreement here that we think that this is the newly designed, or I suppose the the redesigned version of mm-hmm. Guild Wars. Yes. So this probably won't be permanent. We did we did talk about it in the previous like you know feedback questions from Lilith that they were looking at persistent um guild updates so like more things for us to do constantly with guilds but they did also mention that they were going to be reworking the um the guild wars event so i think that we're seeing the guild wars event upgrade and i would imagine that permanent guild increases or uh you know like just stuff to do with your guild are coming soon yeah and if you look at the design of it it kind of reminds me of like some of those uh base builder games almost um Mm -hmm. where you have like your central hall with all the members and all that and there's like a bunch of um auxiliary buildings surrounding it and it looks like there's a lot of room and i think a lot of that room is actually dedicated towards the uh the event that's coming up but Mm -hmm. also indicates that there's signs for putting in other buildings i just presume they want that real estate baked in so yeah i agree i think uh, that we're going to be dealing with a little bit of a what are those games called like the the fortress builders or whatever yeah so it's going to have a little bit of an aspect of that uh, hopefully mm-hmm. not quite as complicated or, or intricate because no. yeah. after all this is an AFK game so mm-hmm. uh, I do want them <laughs> to keep that aspect but I personally like this addition I just hope they do the right things with it and I do like the fact that they're focusing on guild like they said yes yeah it shows they they know it's uh, it's something they could prove upon exactly. which is something we've said for a while it's like oh guilds are okay yeah um, and so just seeing them make good on their word is is pretty good alone just for me. So, and then we also yep. have uh, the exemplars, exemplars. Yeah. So there's a new role. So you have your uh, your guild master and your deputies, and now there will be a tier below that, to my understanding, which will be uh, exemplars, and they'll be able to send out um, mercenary hiring quests to, um, like, that your guild will be able to send out mercenaries and these exemplars will be able to loan them their uh tunes essentially and the amount is equal to your guild level so and you know for rainbows uh currently i think we're at level six i think yeah we're at six right now so we'll have six exemplars in addition to all the other roles we have um yeah and now we're not sure because obviously this applies to mercenaries which before mercenaries were exclusive to friends lists Mm-hmm. So seeing them implemented in a guild way is very interesting. We'll see if it's just for this event or if it's yeah. now going to involve maybe getting more mercenaries, you know, um, if if you are in a guild past a certain level or something like that. So, yeah. We'll- so one of my big questions is, is it in addition to your three mm-hmm. that you already get? And this is like its own 
whole nother set of mercenaries. So technically you can have, you know, four or five or whatever that mm-hmm. number might be. Or is it just going to take one of the slots of your three? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see how that works out. But yeah, I think either way, it's probably good news. Yeah, I mean, it's just more, especially if you're on the lower end and you're looking to kind of get through some content and you really hit one of those walls. Uh, this is a wonderful way to break that wall pretty easily. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, every week I look for a Tassie and a Leica to help me push past the current campaign node that I'm stuck on or my current tower node that I'm stuck on. So everyone should do the same. Find that character that you need, you know, increased mm-hmm. in your comp and, uh, you know, make it happen for that week. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the last thing is this event we keep referring to about guilds, and this is going to be called the Pillage and Plunder event. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what we think will be the new form of guild versus guild. And if you take a look at the screenshots that have been coming out, basically each member is going to put like a camp on their way to their base. And I believe you will set up your lineup to defend your camp. Right. And there are going to be like some resource generation that will spit out treasure every couple of hours. And as long as you can protect that treasure, you get it. And if someone can somehow break through your lines, I think they can get it. I, that's that's what I'm kind of getting from what I've seen so far. Yeah. Get, so. Given the screenshots that we've had, I think that like this this whole thing that we've we've been talking about um, even prior to the exemplars. Uh, this is all part of the pillage and plunder event. I think it all goes together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that it's just about kind of setting up a defense for each person that someone has to walk their way through in order to get through. And then you also have uh, members of your guild that can loan out heroes and stuff like that. So it should be pretty interesting. Do you like this version better than the previous version? I I do. Um, I think the, the previous one, you're just kind of generating points almost to yeah to to kind of get that i think in this current one if i'm understanding this correctly it's going to encourage some like some thought into placement and then in addition to that i think the 12 hour window is actually pretty generous in terms of responding to that um yeah to to get your lineup to protect your treasure so i i mean i'm i'm into it uh I mean, I always look at those matchups in the champions like mm-hmm. um, ladder, and I kind of like it's cool to watch that stuff. And not that we're necessarily doing that now, but it's just another way to um, interact with the game, I guess. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. And you know, before I thought it was a little bland because it was basically like the Legends Challenger tournament, but just mm-hmm. skewed for guilds. Um, so I thought it was a little boring, a little just kind of like you know, uh, cut and paste, but. This seems more intricate. I like them kind of including another facet of a particular popular game type into this game. So, yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. I'm just we need, you know, we need more details on it. So whenever we get this update, we'll definitely know a lot more and see how cohesive it is of a system. So to try to condense a lot of this, uh, I believe you're going to get two attacks per cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, You will be able to use gems to refresh opponents. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. Um, and then it looks like there's a possibility that there might be some relics and a map associated with it. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Um, so it's kind of like a mix of 
um, like a, you know, a, a lab type situation. I mean, you're not going to get random hero drops, but there might be some item play involved as well. So yeah. it seems possibly really cool if the screenshots that were leaked from the test server are accurate. Um, so Which, I don't know. Well, it I, also this, means it might be a little RNG dependent too. Correct. You could get kind of screwed on that, but you know, we'll have yeah. to see. Oh, by the way, this, I totally forgot to mention this. Um, uh, I should have looked it up because I want to give the guy credit, but uh, someone on Reddit, I saw a post about this a couple days ago. Um, he had done a little exploring with uh, Peaks of Time and wanted to, to check out how the relic system worked. And maybe some of you know this, maybe, maybe some of you don't. But if you, let's say you get a blue chest, all blue items, and you don't want any of them. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you basically just leave that chest, don't pick up anything from it mm-hmm. and all of those items that were there will then be locked in that chest meaning that the next time whenever you go to an, another chest those items will have been pulled out of the pool of options for items to drop Correct. in your new chest so you can kind of use that as your benefit so if you get a chest that you know even if there's one item that isn't great but you know the rest of them are garbage you know too then just leave it there don't worry about it mm-hmm. you can kind of target better items a little uh, more easily because that that definitely would have made a few a few peaks of times events in my yeah. mind a lot easier uh in retrospect so yeah and the core thing that's doing is it's manipulating the uh the fact that when you pick an item the other items go back into the pool mm-hmm. exactly. so just by simply not picking you're just leaving them out as you said but uh that's what you're trying to do is not have items in a pool Exactly. So, yeah, you want to get, get those shitty items out, basically, and not yeah. have a chance to pull them again. I mean, even if it's not the shitty items, even if it's two good items, and you want to see, and you want to see like maybe some synergies later on, mm-hmm. it might behoove you to just wait and then That's go. True. I mean, granted, uh, you know, or if you know that there's one really good item and two okay items, just that one good item is always going to be there. So just don't don't keep going on. Right. Exactly. Uh, so but there's a lot of it's just another way to strategize which would be useful yeah you can get real strategic with it so that's good to know i'm sorry the redditor who put that out there i'll see if i can find it again and then put that in the comments or something yeah but uh thank you to the guy that did find it out we really appreciate it and let me see as we did that 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 oh time for the scrag update yeah so maybe so before we go into scrag So there's a whole list of bounce changes that came along with this patch. Um, yeah. A lot of heroes got some type of AI adjustment, so they do not prioritize summons, which is very useful. Yes, um, especially if you're playing um, some type of Graveborn team, because the summons that they pump out are insane. Um, Scrag, or, we're going to. Use... Yeah, I was going to say, or um, what's his face on the Maulers team, Totem guy. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Um, Numisu. Yes, um, He's a pain. Yeah. Uh, Scrag, we're going to skip for now because he's going to be our spotlight for today. Um, Aziza. I always want to call him Aziza and sorry. I'm just <laughs> gonna, uh, anyways, uh, he got a little bit of buffs in terms of his defense. Uh, so this is useful. He's he's kind of like, if you haven't messed around with him, he's a very useful character to keep a team locked down from using their ultimate abilities. So having him in the game 
longer and regenerating energy faster is very useful. Um, Thoron got another buff. I yeah. don't. I I I feel like he's he's he was already in a good place. So uh, basically, um, he does a little bit more damage now, mm-hmm. which has always been. Uh, sometimes scary with the way his damage works. Like you'll just notice a sudden burst, and it's actually coming from him. The way his abilities work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The reflection Nora, at the beginning is uh, incredibly shitty to play against. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I. 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 I don't like him. I'm just gonna say that. I know I've just hit the Greyborn ones, and he's always been. He always burns one of my characters. Exactly. Pretty yeah. fast. Like you have to be very conscious of where who's attacking him. Uh, which is kind of a pain. Yeah. Um, Golas's attacks are not all AOE, uh, which is kind of useful. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophia got some uh, useful buffs to her uh, her field. Um, when they go in, it will uh, you know it will do a little bit of damage. Uh, Fox will now uh, when the coffin is when the character is slain, um, the coffin will be released. Yeah. Which has always been like I, I know some people were posting like weird games where it was like a uh, fox versus a fox and they both cough in the like a, someone on their team they would die and they would just be like this weird <laughs> like null zone yeah of no one being on the field yeah yeah um, and then there's been some optimizations and bug fixes that are pretty minor um, but with all that being said the biggest winner in all this is Scrag who I think before this was kind of a joke as a character you put in your comp when you're going against yeah. me it's kind of a pain sometimes um but yeah uh he has changed a lot yeah he has definitely had a massive change and it is for the better i am going to be very scared to go against greg now uh his kit is ridiculous we'll go into it in just a second but mm-hmm. you're right he definitely was the joke a, a joke character at least um for a while there a lot of maulers characters were joke characters but him especially, he was pretty bad. The only time whenever I was worried about him was just at the very end whenever you killed him and then yep. Iron Jaw would run out, you know? <laughs> uh, that that was pretty much the only time whenever I cared. But yeah. now it's going to be a little different. So do you want to go ahead and, and hit us up with yeah. how we're going to work these old versus new changes? Yeah, so this is like a deep dive for a character. So we are going to do a little bit of a lore segment and then uh, we'll go ahead and tell you kind of his kit currently plays we're not going to focus too much on how it how he used to play because right. um i mean we're going to mention it just so people can understand the changes happening but at the end of the day if you didn't know how he used to play it doesn't matter like how he plays now is what's more important right um so with all that being said we'll do the quick lore thing uh so he is a mauler he has strength and he's uh he's basically a tank hero um his lore wise he's like that rat creature and if you know uh verks rat creatures because they're um i don't know if they're necessarily brothers but they're definitely like brothers in a tribe of some sort uh and they would right. go out and explore and verk would go out and be brave and um Scrag would always be scared and go back into the tunnels that they lived in oh really yeah <laughs> so uh one day verk went out and never came back oh. and like this is just like mauler life so scrape was just like oh he's dead whatever um Shit. and then 
what actually happens is Virk went out and like became like this this folk hero amongst people and he like did amazing shit and basically this inspires Scrag to then go out and have his own adventures and he leaves the tunnels. And when he's going out, he sees this iron jaw that's like weakened and basically on the verge of death, and he's like, Oh, you know, I need I need meat. And he's ready to kill it, and then he kind of like senses this, like, oh, this is like, this is me. He's, he's scared. He's all this other stuff, and he heals him back up. And then uh, he spends time like giving him food, hunting for him, giving him like herbal medicines and all stuff, and making him better. Uh, and then there's this other like tribe of uh, like they look like jackal like creatures, um, and they're very hostile, and they are ready to kill Scrag and. Iron Jaw like just totally wrecks this guy, oh, <laughs> and then they just become best friends. <laughs> that's and that's basically their story. It's just like you know, they're two kind of uh, left behind of their tribes, and they just become they form this bond. Which once again, when you go into their kit now, that bond is very clear. So I think that this is a little bit of a Pixar Disney movie that we could see in the future for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I will say well, the uh, one thing that I guess confuses me because it's obviously that particular iron jaw right mm-hmm. uh, well is it is iron jaw the, the type of animal or did he it, just it is it? a it is a type of beast okay. and i guess the way that they interacted they're very like harsh like they'll even kill and eat each other uh, oh, if needed shit. that's they're not brutal. their preference so uh scrag in the story very much thought that this was left behind from other iron jaws gotcha okay so uh the one thing that is slightly confusing with one of his abilities we'll get to in a second but basically there seems to be like several iron jaws. So yeah, uh, that's a little confusing considering the lore, but either way, cool lore for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of iron. It's just a type of beast. Right. All right. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. mm -hmm. Walk us, walk us through the new one. Okay. Uh, Do you, so I'll go through the new abilities if you want to call out the old ones. Sure. Okay. So let's start with his ult. Uh, so it's Beast of Burden. This is where you would see Scrag jump on and start riding him, uh, riding the Iron Jaw all over the place. So what's going to happen now uh, is basically he's going to burn energy, 80 energy per second that he's on Scrag. And while he's on this, and this is the biggest thing, is he's immune to CC. Right. Uh, this I think this is the first creature character in the game that's totally immune to CC, uh, which is insane. I feel like there's other characters that are at particular times immune to CC, but I can't recall offhand with 100% certainty. So either way, this is a very, very good thing. Yeah. And uh, the bigger thing with this is there's a little bit of a damage increase, and then he will also knock down enemy targets, which is the big thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he's just going to trample in the back line and just start mowing down people and keeping them down. Right. So... um, I don't know how much that changed from the previous one. I don't think that changed too much. So uh, one big thing that, that changed here is, uh, so Scrag's normal attacks will also deal damage twice is new, and okay. knock down enemy targets. That's new okay. too. So Which are two huge things. I mean, especially since we'll get into a signature item uh, quickly, mm-hmm. or I mean uh, in a little bit. Yeah, that means a lot for his character because just basically mm-hmm. he will be knocking down people all the time. He's going to be so annoying to deal with. Yeah. So yeah, and one of the things I'm just going to hide this now. So when you're listening, mm-hmm. you can focus on is how much CC this guy has baked into his kit. Yes. This is ability number one, and it's not just a one-time use thing. It's him going around and doing it to potentially multiple people. 
Yes, exactly. Um, which is very useful. Um, so we'll go on to his next ability. Uh, it's uh, Brute Force. And with this one, basically, uh, he is going to, the Iron Jaw is going to assist Greg and knock people into the air, dealing some damage. Uh, and then if they're knocked into the, da- the air, Scrag will do a little bit more damage in addition to that. Uh, so once again, it's a RNG, but there is another form of CC of knocking them up into the air. Yeah, so basically now um, the, level, the, the biggest difference here is uh, the level 2, 3, and 4 upgrades. Mm-hmm. So with the level 2 upgrades, he beats his drum and rides his Iron Jaw into nearby enemies dealing 110% damage multiple times to them, also causing them to be knocked back. And then the damage will increase higher than what it did previously. So those okay. two things are both new. Okay. So once again, a little bit more CC. Exactly. Um, and then his last ability that he's going to toss out is going to be uh, his Iron Skin, which is basically... His uh, it's where he gets his tanky ability, and he will take less damage the closer he is to an enemy. So uh, this goes this caps at forty percent at least in its baseline ability, and will cap out at sixty percent. Yeah. So for this, the old one, this is um, pretty interesting. So the old one used to be damage received exclusively from long ranged attacks was reduced to up to fifty percent after the upgrade. So okay. now looking at this one, damage reduction is increased to 60%. So that's more, obviously, but the damage reduction uh, is different based on the distance between them. So that's something to keep yeah. in mind, a little bit of a give and take. But I, I prefer yes. this a little bit more, I think, especially even for both the um, for having him and fighting against him. At least I know a weakness that I can use to take him out that I can kind of exploit a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I think this this also kind of like what you're hinting at. This is this I think is his weakness, his range. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna like you're saying is try to burn him down. Um, and his last one, his passive, which I think this is the one I'm most excited for, is um, instead of the old one was the kill and charge, right? right? Like if you killed him, you would have to deal with that massive charge that was kind of a pain to deal with mm-hmm. in campaign nodes. Um, now what's gonna happen is every eight seconds, a iron jaw is just gonna appear. And it's going to charge towards the uh, the closest um, side of the field and knock them back, stunning them, and just doing some damage. Yeah. So the the damage is not that much. It's 180%, mm-hmm. but it's every eight seconds now. Right. And it's not even really for the damage as much as like what you're getting out of Correct. the CC for this. This is, this is massive because not only does it hit the one person that's the closest, basically, um, on your side... But also, it will uh, knock back and CC anyone that's along the way in in that path as well. So if you have, which I believe we were talking about this a little bit before, but I I couldn't remember off the top of my head. um, If there is someone or someone coming out soon that kind of pulls everyone together, which I think Lorson did, if I remember correctly. um, Yeah. Something like that. Something that just basically pulls people together. If you have him attached, that is going to be insane because if you can get everyone in a very, very central location every eight seconds, which is, you know, four seconds when you're playing on times two, which is not very much. Right. No, um, that's going to be monstrous. Like people are just going to be hopping up in the air every four seconds. It's going to be devastating to a team. Yeah. I mean, even with certain characters like a Rosaline mm-hmm. where you can if you can figure out what character she's going to follow and you can line up Scrag in a position where that 
charge is coming. That's mm-hmm. essentially two characters you're see, seeing, especially with Rosaline. I mean, you know what she does. She's just going to buff that main character as you're taking down the support and the main character is stunning them, which is very useful uh, when you're trying yeah. to break a comp. So. Yeah, I mean, especially also um, for, uh, you know, characters like, you know, jumping characters that we see at the beginning, like someone like Nara mm-hmm. or uh, Athalia or the mm-hmm. girl that teleports that is the bane of my existence on Graveborn. Uh, <laughs> any of them are good examples of uh, another reason why this character would work out really well. So, yeah. Um, so, baseline stats mm-hmm. have not changed at all. So, just in terms of when you're looking at stats, he is one of the lower attack characters. So when you see these percentage damage increases, it's not that big of a di- like. It's he's not going to do damage. Which in case right. you can't tell, it's not what we're playing. We're playing for CC. Exactly. Um, he does have one of the higher health pools, which is important because um, he doesn't actually have any way to regenerate the health. Right. How does his which, uh, armor or his defense stand up? He's pretty solid. He's right in the middle. Right. Uh, so, which is expected, but that doesn't take into account his iron skin ability which is important. yeah that's a yeah that's a good point so um so those are like all his baseline stats uh his signature item is pretty impressive um mm-hmm. especially now when we talk about what's happening with his uh how his ultimate's been buffed so basically what's going to happen is the beast of burden ability which is the his ultimate will no longer drain energy for the first five seconds mm-hmm. which is massive yeah and then it will as you level it up um, the energy that's recovered when he's injured will go up. And then in addition to that, it caps out at he can activate the ability at 300, which once again means you're doing it sooner. Right. Yeah, exactly. All of this basically means that he's going to be uh, hopping on and using his ultimate a good bit more often than he would mm-hmm. have otherwise, which is amazing because uh, he is so good once he's on top of there he gets that immunity to the cc he's getting that knockback he's doing extra damage so all that good stuff um that's going to be really really fun to play around with i think overall like he's definitely i wouldn't say that he's god tier or anything but he is definitely especially considering he's from the mauler pool which which needs a lot of help compared to all of yeah i would say actually all of the other factions so far Minus Celestial and Hypogean. Um, they're definitely on the on the bottom tier. But he has just pulled himself up to probably, I would say, like A tier. Maybe like yeah. S tier. Maybe like a low end S tier. But certainly a solid A tier for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Um, I, I think what he does right now is he provides that... If you think about how Maulers play right now, is <laughs> your 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 line, your formation is going to mean jack shit after the first couple seconds. Yeah. Uh, between him and Tandra, uh, they're just going to start going in there and just messing people and going into your your line really fast. Like that's just how it's going to work. Uh, and I think the amount of CC, I think he of any of the heroes right now provides the most CC. If I'm understanding this I correctly, I definitely agree with that for sure. Um. Certainly the most consistent. Correct. Uh, in terms of synergies, what are some of your thoughts right now? Like in terms of like, oh, put him in this type of comp. Well, or, like I said, or if I'm putting him in comp. Well, one thing I do want to mention that I, I just it kind of is adjacent to synergies. But one thing that you I think he'll be very good against is single targets. As long as they're not immune to CC. 
Um, he's going to mm-hmm. be very good on that. So there's a few peaks of times levels that I can think of right now that would be very good for that. Um, so just make sure that you kind of have him in your team comp for anyone that, that is doing that, as long as they're not immune to CC. But other than mm-hmm. that, I mean, first of all, bringing him with the Maulers, it's it's tough because I, I still maintain this. People have you know disagreed with me before, but it's one of the things that I first said on my original like YouTube video, and I stand by it to date. Maulers, I think, is one of the best early game teams to go after. They're very accessible. Like the blue characters that they come with are, are pretty good early game. Um, mm-hmm. Like the centaur, I forgot what his name is. Golas. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, it's a very south or Savaius is going to be carrying you up till he hands off the ball off to uh, yes, uh, Shamira. Shamira. So yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's a solid team to invest in, and he's accessible at the store. I don't know if I would buy him in the store because in each store you kind of have someone already that you should be focusing yeah. on. But he certainly, if you want to go that direction, you certainly can. It and it, I think that there is a degree of payoff with that. Um, mm-hmm. but so I think, you know, having him on that team as a great tank, I think is going to make early game a lot easier for people that are coming in now where it's harder to target those really, really meta characters. So I think that that's something, um, so just a straight Mahler comp with that. And I, like I said earlier, anyone that can, uh, centralize, like, you know, uh, bring a team closer together or the enemy team closer together into to one location or just closer in general, be very good because of that eight second passive. You know, mm-hmm. if he can keep constantly throwing someone in there and screwing up their lineup, it, they're going to be destroyed. There's just nothing that they can do. So yeah. that would be good. And, you know, his weakness is long range. So if there's a really long range team, I would pull him out of that, that, you know, that you're going up against. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's just, it's just now he's just any, anyone, any team comp that needs more CC, I think you can throw in there. You just have to be aware of what you give up with the, uh, the synergy yeah. bonuses is all. I mean, I think his weakness isn't even that big because you think about how this guy plays. He's going to be. He moves in around the field. Their line so fast, like not so fast, but his 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 weakness is essentially those first few seconds of the match. Yeah, and if and that's where you have to say, oh, they have, do they have a lot of range damage? Because if that's the case, then you know, yeah, he might go down pretty fast. Yeah, um, and even then, you'd probably just want to adjust where he is in the formation. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things I will, and I don't know if this is like cheesy or. Uh, a little gimmicky is I would just love to put him on a team with a bunch of energy feeders mm-hmm. and just let him go. Like just make it permanent that he's on his beast. <laughs> <laughs> just like constantly going around stomping. I don't think if you really did that, you wouldn't have uh, any damage on your team because most of the feeders, like the energy feeders don't do that. Yeah. Stuff. They're the supports. And then he would just be, you know, even more <laughs> but, of a support. So it's just like between if you were to toss like a Tassie on there and a Leica and all these other, like between freezing and being stomped, it just be like, <laughs> like you're not going to break that team. <laughs> even in that situation um, though, that, that being said, you know, you're, you're still right. There are a lot of, uh, there's one level in peaks of time. I forget which one it is, but you basically have to go against, um, these really, really difficult, big single target characters, and they're all mm-hmm. uh, susceptible to CC besides one or two, I think. And yeah. um, like having a, a big CC comp where you just literally have them knocked up as much as possible 
is one of the best ways to deal with them. This is a good character to do it on. And if you have just one character doing damage, you have your Shem in the corner doing what she's doing. Yeah. Right. And then you have just people feeding energy to him. Like it's not a bad setup because it's it's really, you know, it's death by a thousand cuts at that point. So I think there is merit to what you're saying. Yeah, it's uh, he's he's definitely interesting. I feel bad for anyone because I know for a very long time it was like, oh, you should <laughs> like don't like he was like even though he's a ascended character, like people were using him for fodder. Yeah, and I I mean I saw someone floating around saying they used him for the legendary plus. Yeah, uh, to get there, and <laughs> I get that. Like, but still, it's just like, oh, he's pretty good now. Yeah, um, see, this is a prime example of the reason why. You yeah. should not, or you should really try not to. I know it's so tempting, trust me, but uh, this is why you shouldn't use ascendable characters as fodder as a general rule because this is a game that has shown itself to be uh, susceptible to devs upgrading characters, right? Just reworking some old characters that don't really fit in, making them more meta worthy. So I think that. Going forward, <laughs> this should be a lesson to anyone that used Scrag as fodder. And maybe you should try to just... I know it's going to be a little bit longer now, but try to save those ascendable characters. And I think in in the long run, it'll pay off and you're going to be a lot happier. Yeah. I, I have. I just came up with another kind of cheesy idea. If mm-hmm. you put Dora's Grace on him, mm-hmm. that's the one that pops the shield. Yeah. And gives percent health or would he just keep the shield constantly? Are you talking about whenever he uses his ultimate? Yeah. I don't think that would happen. That'd be that'd be broken. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work on him. I would assume that, yeah. It's, it's, it just drains. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how that would work. Oh, man. It'd be awesome if... Uh, okay. I have a Scrag that's fairly loaded up. Whenever this comes out, I can give it a shot. Okay. I would just like to know if he just has that bubble constantly as well, because yeah. then he would become the ultimate tank. <laughs> he would for sure. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if you have an option to farm him and you're looking for a front line, uh, I think he's very viable. I think he's actually top tier at this point. Yeah. Um, for pure front line. Like if you're just looking for someone to hold it, hold it down. Yeah. This is your good. CC guy for sure. Yep. So, all right, I think we actually ran through it, and I, it's almost 60 minutes. Like, we almost hit our time Perfect. on the dot. Yeah. Look at this. So, uh, next week, we will go over Orthus. <laughs> we'll get Orthus. We'll, practice that name. we'll figure out Orth- what else Orthros. he is. Too. Yeah, maybe he's... In, yeah, all right, we'll figure it out. But either way, we do know, you know, a little bit already that he's going to be, uh, I mean, his kit's already out and about, so you can, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and locate it. It is on our Discord, by the way, so if you mm-hmm. want to check it out there, um, <laughs> discord.me forward slash <laughs> ANR. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I think we're, we're done for this week, right? That's everything. Yeah, yeah, I think that is everything. I do want to give a shout out to Panaphonic. Um, yes. He is data mining and he's like leaking these things in, and it didn't even, like, I thought he was just getting it from somewhere. I didn't realize he was doing all the work. Uh, so thank you for posting all the information on Discord uh, because he is doing the data mines and pulling stuff out. So before we had uh, Orthros's kit, he was posting GIFs of like the animations and all this other stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, so. I mean, we also already know of two more characters that he data mined that's coming in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, if you want to check out more about that, for sure, either go hit him up. He's on Reddit or you can once again come to the Discord and check it out there. You know, 
that yeah. one that one genuinely isn't a plug. That's just like you should go see the work that he does because it's great. Um, yeah, it's on the the wiki for this game, so make sure to check it right. out. Uh, yeah. So let's go move on to plugs, even though we already did a bit of that. <laughs> we did a lot. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and plug what you're going to plug for this week. Uh, yeah, so I always plug in uh, League of Extraordinary Dicemen, mm-hmm. our uh, D&D podcast. That's right. Um, Chew's still on that one. So Chew's still on that one, yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's good fun. Um, I, I mean... Depending on when you listen to this, we've had some people slowly cross over into listening to it, and the general consensus is like, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" <laughs> and yeah, I really don't like to. The great- yeah, I really don't like to like stroke my dick, but it <laughs> stroke your baden. Yeah, your exactly. Like, but it really is like people do. Uh, if they start it, they genuinely really, really love it. So, you know, yeah. if you're interested at all, by no means, like I'm not saying you know you have to go listen to this. Do what you want, but. Uh, if you are listening for what I think is a pretty good time and what other people seem to think as well, go give it a shot, I'd say. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not to, I know it's just supposed to be a plug, but uh, it's not like other podcasts where it's like, oh, okay, I can just li- listen to the most recent one. Like, you have a catalog that you can listen to at, like, at your own pace. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, which is always nice. Yeah. So Don't listen in front of kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, so you can go, we can find that podcast, um, you know, anywhere, just the League of Extraordinary Dicemen. You can find it on any podcast mm-hmm. host site or anything like that. We're, we're everywhere. And you can also find it at www.alternatereality.com. Find out more about that as well as our other shows. And you can find that on our Discord, which I plugged a thousand times already, so I'll spare you this time. Um, <laughs> and then I'll go ahead and plug uh, Porn and Politics. So that is a show about uh, basically social uh, commentary podcast that Chewberger and myself do. Spider's been on it several times now, most recently, you know, the one that we were talking about earlier. And uh, for those of you that listen to some of our other show, Jangles is on there occasionally as well. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of fun with that one. Social commentary podcast. We talk about everything. Like, I mean, porn has been brought up numerous times. We gravitate to it almost, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but we talk Sounds about like it's in the name. Yeah. Well, we talk about lots of like educated things as well. Um, so there's lots of really good stuff there. Check it out if you want. We'd appreciate it. Don't forget to, if you like this show, though, leave a five star review, as we mentioned before. Really, really mm-hmm. helps us out with being seen in the numbers and in the charts. So do that, and we will read it off just like we did for Husky Pete on our next episode. And, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up, right? I, I think so. All right. I don't have a sign-off for this time, so I'm just going to go ahead and say praise Lord Dreef. <laughs>